Welcome back to episode 3 of the Cardboard Jungle Podcast. I'm your host Cameron Keen, and this week we're going to talk about three major market values that nobody or rarely anybody is talking about. As on last week's episode, I talked about uh, Cody Bellinger's Topps Chrome Refractor and Rookie Card and Gliber as they're undervalued. And as of recent, a lot of superstars are turn- starting to take an uptick as Gary V, Gary Vanderchuk is getting back into the market. I believe the market would have done anything even without Gary V because, I mean, if when I see the stuff Gary V posts, it makes me not want to buy the cards because I know they're going to be overvalued. I know there's a lot of people following him and stuff, but personally, I don't really see the point of buying cards that he's hyping up because you're thinking, okay, he owns a ton of them, one. Two, he obviously doesn't own the majority of them, but he owns a ton of them. And for the fact that just because people will go out and buy his cards, I just don't think, I think it doesn't manipulate the market. I just think the cards he's buying, we're going to go up no matter what. It maybe has a little uptick anyways, but... This week, I'm going to talk about three things. Firstly, R.J. Barrett, which a lot of people are very down on right now, but it's more down on the next organization. Um, 1990s inserts for baseball, especially because the 90s inserts for basketball have gone up in value. Um, And lastly, a player that I think is grossly, grossly undervalued in comparison to some of the stars. And honestly, seeing the huge Devin Booker sale of $800 for PSA 10 Prism Rookie, the guy I'm going to mention is pretty similar to Devin Booker. He's in a worse situation, but one thing goes on a, one thing or another, he's more likely to get traded than Devin Booker, and people are making it sound like Devin Booker's going to be the one to leave. So I'll talk about him later. So firstly, R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett's a very interesting player to me. He has a lot of upside, and I know he didn't play that amazing this year at all, but you have to put some of that on the Knicks. And, but even with RJ, I feel like his downside, this is one thing. I really like to look at players when their downside is, isn't as low because it's like you won't take as big of a loss if he doesn't pan out who you think he's going to be. And RJ Barrett's one of those players that has a huge, 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 huge upside and a very low downside. Playing for the Knicks is huge for him too. People want him to get traded, but I think... Just the Knicks just need better management. The Knicks is a huge market. And if any player becomes anything good in New York, that's gonna be huge. If RJ Barrett becomes an all-star, huge. His mark his card will shoot up. And I saw I'm seeing select courtside sell for 40 bucks. I don't really know how to describe it. It's just RJ's underpriced for a reason. He hasn't played that amazing. But I would be getting RJ cards. I don't think his cards are undervalued. I just think He's his priced at what he's been playing at. It's just I think there's a huge upside, and I think that the upside's worth more than the downside. And even if RJ becomes a role player, if he's a role player on a winning Knicks team, like a Lou Will kind of guy, just a role player, six man kind of guy, even on the Knicks, let's just say a, a championship Knicks team, there's still some value there. That any Knicks fan favorite's gonna have huge value. So I really want RJ to stay on the Knicks. I don't want him to get traded, and I think his huge upside's gonna really drive an uptick in the market, especially if RJ does anything. If RJ makes an all-star team, his cards are going to become mad expensive. Mark my words on that. And they're going to, I have a feeling they're going to surpass Jaw. And I know that's not a conversation a lot of people want to get into right now because they think Jaw's 
has a Russell Westbrook type of feel, and I think Jaw's a great player. I'm really high on Jaw too. He's one of my favorite players in the league. But RJ being in New York, that's going to be huge. If RJ does anything, and I think RJ has the potential to be a 27, I mean a 26, 27 point per game, eight rebounds, four or five assists, seven assists. He has a really good chance to be a really well-rounded player. And if he plays decent in New York, that could be very huge for his market. Huge. So RJ Barrett's the first card I'd be picking up. I'd pick up a couple of his prisms. You always want to have the main rookie. And I was thinking this this week. Yeah, I was looking at a bunch of the select court sides and his um, prism silvers and stuff. And I was thinking the base rookie might be the best one to get. Because if you notice, that's the one people are buying in bulk and just more sale value. It's Rare cards are not really the move, I think. Buying cards, I like rare cards too. I like my select court sides. I think select court sides, some of them are very undervalued, especially because where you see where Luca and all those are. I really like how they look too. But personally, I think a lot of value is in the base rookie. I think the base rookie is going to be end up. This sounds hot take. Base rookies might end up being worth more than some of the rare cards, just because it's more like wanted. That's when you think of his rookie card. What do you think of the prism base? Same with Zion. Same with Luca. You're going to think of the prism base. You're not going to think of Lucas select courtside as the main rookie. And yeah, it might be worth more value. The select courtside. I think select courtside will be worth more value. I meant more like optic shock and the optic might be worth more than the optic shock. I just think select courtside is so rare. That's the only reason why it'll be worth more. But you never know. I just think base, there's a huge value in base that isn't really matched. The second thing I want to talk about is 90s flip, um, baseball inserts. So ever since the Fleer Metal Jordan sold for upwards of over $1,000 in a 10, I started thinking about who are some of the, did they have those same sets for baseball? I was thinking, what are some of the cards for baseball, some of the players in the 90s? A couple popped up. Barry Bonds, Derek Jeter, Alex Rodriguez. And I've been looking way underpriced. For under for five, under five bucks, you can get the 97 Fleer Metal Alex Rodriguez. For under 17 bucks, you can get the 97 Fleer Metal Barry Bonds. The Flair, I think Flair showcases madly undervalued. It reminds me a lot of Select, and I feel like there's a lot of hidden value there because people are really into Select with, with their, they have a row section, kind of how Select has courtside, premier level, concourse. So they kind of have a little system going, and I think that's what's very interesting about it is that I think it's a row system, and I really like, they're very good looking cards. I think Flair showcases super good looking cards. I'm picking up Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, Flair showcases just because for under for under two bucks, you can't go wrong. They're beautiful cards. And the Fleer medals. I love getting Fleer medals just because I, I just think if the Jordan sold for that much, other superstar Fleer medals, whether it be baseball, because baseball needs an option for that too. It's like if the Fleer medal Jordan went, went up so crazy, it's like why can't the baseball fans are going to want to get the Fleer medal versions of the top baseball players from that era which are Alex Rodriguez, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire. There's a bunch of players you can name from that era that were superstars that they're going to want the Fleer medal or the Flair showcase. I like the Flair showcase because of how good it looks from that era. And lastly, I'm going to talk about a player who plays on the Chicago Bulls. Great, great kid. He's won a couple dunk contests, so this probably gives it away. Beat Aaron Gordon when he shouldn't have. But... Zach Levine. Zach Levine is grossly undervalued in comparison. Zach Levine right now in Chicago is averaging this year 25.5, 26 points per game, let's just say. 
And he's a great player, very charismatic. He's still young as shit. I think he's 24. Zach Levine, he's very dangerous. And the thing about Zach Levine is, is he's already tried to get out of Chicago. Chicago's in a very bad position, such as New York. But a lot of people this week were talking about if Devin Booker gets traded to L.A., there's a huge possibility Zach Levine is the guy to get traded to the Lakers this offseason or someone or some a team of that caliber, a superstar team. He's already tried to get out of Chicago. With He tried to go to Sacramento, he's and then they matched his offer. But he's already tried to get out of Chicago, and I feel like people are talking about Booker averaging about the same numbers as him, about a point per game more player. But they're talking about Booker like Booker's so much better and he should be way overvalued. But they don't talk about Zach Levine. I've heard nobody, no none of the YouTubers talking about Zach Levine's Prism Rookies or his... I've just, I saw one post on Instagram the other day of some dude buying Zach Levine autos. And I thought, that's very smart. I think Zach Levine is grossly underpriced. And I think this is great right now because not a lot of people are talking about him because they're all hyped up on Devin Booker ever since Gary Vee hyped him up. But Zach Levine is grossly underpriced. And he has more... I think he has more of a probability of getting traded this offseason than Devin Booker. Phoenix is a very young team. I feel like Phoenix with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and whatever pick they get, they might just try to load up and go out there and win a championship or like attempt to. I don't think they're going to want to get rid of Book, D-Book. And, but I think Zach Levine's on the edge of being traded out of Chicago. And I think if Zach Levine gets traded to the Lakers, those cards are going to skyrocket. But no one wants to get into that conversation yet because Zach Levine's still on the Bulls. And even if he stays on the Bulls and build, they build a team around Zach or he's the number two on the Bulls, those cards are still so undervalued. I'm seeing cards of those go for 18 bucks a prism. And I know I was hyping up RJ. RJ, who had a very mediocre first year with the Knicks, got, is going for 15 bucks for a prism raw. And Zach Levine's are going for 18 And he's a perennial all-star, kind of an all-star snub. Dunk contest champion. Zach Levine is so undervalued. And don't have him, I swear, don't have him getting traded to a big market team this offseason. It's game over. Zach Levine for 18 bucks, that card's going to be, that's one guy I would almost guarantee he goes up no matter what because people are going to start to look down. I, what I think is happening is people are going down the arc. They're going, okay, who's leading the league in points per game? This one of the most important. Or who's like the top players in the league? They're going to young players especially. Uh, James Harden. Bradley Beal, their name is James Harden is young, but you know what I'm saying. Points per game. They're going James Harden, Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard. Those guys are all going up. Well, now they're at the Devin Booker range. And guess who's right below Devin Booker? Like right below him. Zach Levine. And Zach Levine's at the point where I just, I don't want to see where his cards go. I don't, I can't even describe how, how surprised I was looking up his stats and seeing how undervalued he really was. His selects are going for five bucks a piece. Select rookies. You can buy four for like 30 bucks. His um hoops are like two bucks. God, there's so much. Zach Levine is so undervalued. And he's the next guy. I think I think they're kind of going. It's like this chipping off. And I saw a podcast, The High Upside Show, talk about how everyone's rookie cards are going to be going up. If you're a star, your rookie card's going to be expensive no matter what. Zach Levine is a star. And Zach Levine's one of the last stars that hasn't taken the boost. Devin Booker took the boost. Um, Jason Tatum, obviously. Uh, Pascal Siakam, they all took the boost. And I don't think they're overvalued. I think those that value they're at, that's where they should be. And they all took the boost. I think Booker's a little overvalued. I, I think Booker's a little overrated. But what I've kind of noticed is every star, they're going down a list, basically. Like, down the list of the top young stars. 
and they've already covered a lot, you can't find Jason Tames for cheap anymore. You can't find Pascal Siakam's for cheap anymore. You can't find Devin Booker's for cheap. You can't find any of the stars. Shea Gilgis, Alexander. All those guys, you can't find them for cheap. The last of the stars you can find, Prism Rookie, anything for cheap is Zach Levine. And I just have a sneaky suspicion, even before he gets traded, they're going to figure it out in Zach Levine. Zach Levine somebody you need to jump on now before his prisms explode. And it's an. I heard Gary Vee talking about how Devin Booker's Prism Rookie is underprinted. Zach Levine's is less printed than the Booker it's a year before. The 2014-15 Prism set. And that has some better rookies as it has also Joel Embiid, who's taken a boost. I sold my Joel Embiid PSA 9 for like 40 bucks, and now it's already up to 90, 100, 125 maybe. So I just think Zach Levine, just if you can pick up a Prism, get, if you can't find, have 20 bucks, get one at least. And mark my words, Zach Levine will go up. I guarantee it. And don't have him getting traded to the Lakers this offseason. That will only make his market explode. Well, that's all I have for today's uh, podcast. Thanks for listening.